Coming up, the rise of Anthony Macri continues, plus posse drivers dominated the outlaws. Tim McCready and Buddy Kofoid look to secure championships, and Matt Shepard is just so hot right now. Let's go. It's Monday, October 10th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Before we get started, decals have been restocked over at shop.dirttracker.com, and I've got some new options for you. Uh, the logo decals are back after they've been out of stock uh, here for a few weeks. I also added a sprint car decal, which you can see on the screen right here, and a late model decal. Uh, so if you want to go grab one of those, you can do that right now. All of them are $5. That includes tax and postage in the United States. If you're in Canada or down under and want just a decal, drop me a message and we can work out the shipping situation. I know the website kind of gives you some crazy uh, prices uh, for shipping options, and I don't want you to pay all of that. So just drop me a message if you want and we can work it out. Uh, also, if you sign up to be a YouTube channel member, you get one of these decals for free. And you'll see the instructions on how to get one after you get signed up. All right, let's get to some racing from the weekend. Uh, coming into the last couple of days with the World of Outlaws at Port Royal, Anthony Macri had already had an incredible 2022 season to date. He had 21 wins. He has over $300,000 in earnings and some big victories on uh, the season, including the Tuscarora 50. In his career, Macri was still missing an outlaw win on his resume, but everyone and their dog knew it was only a matter of time until that changed. And if you were going to go kind of look around and try to decide where it would happen, Port Royal obviously made the most sense. Already eight wins there this season. And Macri just knows how to get around that place really, really well. On Friday night, Macri started on the pole and officially led all 25 laps to finally score that first career series victory. Wasn't easy, though, as Lance DeWeese kept him honest and even took a shot at the 39M inside 10 laps to go. I think uh, Macri here just wanted it more. Uh, he was able to fend off the challenge and drive on to the win. DeWeese ended up second and Logan Wagner was third. Posse drivers actually locked out the top four spots in the race with only four outlaw four, uh, full-timers in the top 10. They were David Gravel, Donnie Schatz, Spencer Baston, and Carson Macedo. Justin Whittle had a nice run in fourth. We haven't seen these types of performances uh, from the Central PA guys in a long time. On Saturday night, Macri started on the front row, with, uh, front row with Brent Marks, easy for me to say. But it was Marks who led early on. Near halfway, the battle was on for the lead, and Marks was able to beat back a few slider attempts was actually able to keep the top spot briefly thanks to a well-timed caution, but by lap 15, Macri was past him and driving away to the win. Marks had to settle for second with David Gravel ending up in third. So it took us a while to get to Macri's first win, but it took just one day to get win number two. The rise and improvement from Macri has been pretty steady and incremental, really starting from 2019 into 2020. He had his first series top 10 and top 5 in 2019, and then uh, things really started to click in 2020. He had two more top 5s and six top 10s in 21 outlaw appearances. In 2021, the average finish in outlaw races got into the single digits, and the Concrete Kid really started to become a factor at these Pennsylvania races. Now this year, he's having a big season, and he's got wins away from the porch. Uh, he won at I-70. Uh, he's done some good stuff away from those kind of key central Pennsylvania tracks. I think he's starting to be at the top of the list of guys to really pay attention to when he rolls into a racetrack. And that's obviously true of the, of the central Pennsylvania tracks, but I think that's starting to become true elsewhere as well. Really impressive stuff here from Macri and that team. And then it's actually been led here by Ryan Hand uh, recently. On the weekend, David Gravel's Saturday podium was the highest finish for an outlaw regular. He did make up some pretty significant ground on Brad Sweet for the championship. 
The gap right now is 66 points between the two with six race nights left. Gravel will still need to average beating the 49 by about five and a half spots per night to pull even. We also saw Jacob Allen's 16 race top 10 streak come to an end with weekend runs of 15th and 16th. The series is headed west this coming weekend. They've got stops at I-80 in Nebraska and Lakeside in Kansas. We'll talk about those more later this week. In big time, late model racing over the weekend, just one race between the two national tours. The Outlaws were off and Lucas was at the Talladega Short Track on Saturday night. Down the stretch here, Tim McCready has really seized control of the Lucas Championship. And a dominant flag-to-flag win at Talladega was his second victory in three races. Headed to the Dirt Track World Championship this weekend at Portsmouth for the season finale, T-Max lead over Brandon Shepard has been pushed to 215 points. That should be more than enough to secure him his second series championship in consecutive years. Ricky Thornton Jr. and Dale McDowell completed the podium at Talladega. Coming up this week, there won't be too much left to decide in the points with McCready's lead secure and uh, Garrett Alberson way ahead of Dalton Wilson for the rookie battle. B-Shep and RTJ are pretty much good for second and third. The only real movement we could see uh, is fourth to sixth. Hudson O'Neill, Earl Pearson Jr., and Tyler Erb all within about 90 points of each other. The focus, because of that, will very much be on that 100,000 win feature on Saturday night. And you know, we're going to kind of get the best of the best in attendance here. Uh, we'll talk more about the Dirt Track World Championship later this week. Up at Super Dirt Weekend, also we go ahead to wear my Super Dirt Week pullover today. Uh, Matt Shepard kept his incredible 2022 season rolling. He bagged the $50,000 win in the 200 for the third time in his career. He started on the pole, and it kind of never really felt like things were out of his control in this one. Because of pit stops and the strategy, he didn't lead all of the laps, but it never really took him long to get back to the front after he pitted. He took the lead for good from Mark Johnson on lap 160 and drove on to the win. Matt Williamson ended up second with Max McLaughlin in third. Shepard also won the 358 modified feature for the week as well. Cody McPherson was the sportsman winner and Nick Stone took the pro stock victory. So in recent weeks, Shepard has won the Fonda 200, 10,000 at Albany, Saratoga, now Super Dirt Week, plus he leads all three of the Short Track Super Series championships and is set to also take down the Super Dirt Car Series title. Incredible year here for Matt Shepard. The Super Dirt Car Series season ends here coming up in a few weeks at World Finals. In Ohio, the All-Stars close out their year with two nights at Fremont Speedway. Over the weekend, Friday night, it was all Tyler Courtney in the feature. He started second and led all 35 laps, outdueling Justin Peck and Cap Henry. And then on Saturday, uh, you know, we, we, we talked on Friday about the, uh, the All-Star regulars and the locals kind of flipping the Fremont races. Uh, and th- we had that this weekend. We had the, the All-Star regular and Tyler Courtney winning Friday. And then Saturday, we had Cole Duncan uh, leading from start to finish. So we had a, a, a local win the race, but he was in an All-Star car uh, in the McGee 11. Uh, Duncan topped fellow local Travis Philo and a series regular Kyle Reinhardt in that one. A few things to take away from the weekend. Tyler Courtney was crowned a series champion. Uh, that was just really a formality coming into the weekend. Back-to-back series titles here for the 7BC team. 16 wins over these two seasons, plus 63 top fives and 84 top tens. So now the question will be, what does Clawson Marshall do for 2023? Are they going full-time outlaw racing? I think there are definitely some signs pointing in that direction. Uh, we'll obviously just kind of have to wait and see. And the other NASCAR, Chris Windham, was the rookie of the year. Not an easy first season of wing competition, but that 19 team did improve from start to finish. Four top fives and 15 top tens on the year in 52 starts. They had a best finish of third back in July at Ransomville. Does sounds like uh, this grouping will be back together in 2023. 
I also know there were some folks not happy with the track conditions at Fremont on Saturday night. There wasn't nearly as much passing on night two. Things were definitely locked down on the bottom. And tires were an issue late in that race as well. Not quite what you'd hope for in the final feature of the season for the series. Uh, the All-Stars will have their banquet around PRI in December. And then kind of in the meantime, we'll wait on the schedule and the team announcements over the next coming months. Uh, but a really fun season with the All-Stars. Uh, if you haven't watched any of these races, you can always go back uh, in the archives uh, on Flow Racing and check out this stuff. But some really good racing all season long. Congrats to Tyler Courtney on the championship. A few other things I want to talk about from the past few days. First, the USAC Midget Championship is looking pretty good here for Buddy Kofoid. Justin Grant turned over late on Friday at Wayne County. And even with a bounce back win on Saturday at Hobstock, Grant is still nearly 200 points back. And all I got left here is that late season West Coast swing coming up in a few weeks. Mitchell Moles was the Friday night winner in the Jason Leffler Memorial. He continues to be super impressive in 2022. At Fairbury, Shannon Babb and Bobby Pierce picked up Mars wins in the Fowls Frenzy Friday and Saturday. Ryan Unzicker is your Mars champion for the year. And McKay Wanger is Rookie of the Year. Devin Moran won the Dunn Memorial at Muskegon County. Michael Brown was an All-Star winner at Smoky Mountain. And Mike Marler bagged an Ironman victory at Lake Cumberland. And out in California, Corey Day picked up a pair of wins uh, in the sprint car at Hanford. He won the Sprint Car Challenge Tour feature on Friday night, then backed it up Saturday uh, in the first of two uh, NARC 410 features. Kerry Madsen was actually leading that first feature and kind of driving away, uh, but caught the cushion wrong with three laps to go and went for a big tumble that handed the win today. Jonathan Allard won the second NARC feature that was lined up with a full field invert. And after recently parting ways with the Bates-Hamilton team, Tim Kading was in the Works Limited 57 at Hanford uh, with Paul Silva crew chiefing. He had weekend finishes of third, second, and seventh. Streaming schedule pretty quiet today. Just flow racing 24-7 going on. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday. Please hit that like button uh, and subscribe to the show if you don't do so already. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.